Hey, Tyler. You know what episode number this is? I think it's probably your favorite number. Uh, 69. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Fries Forum 69, where we're going to try not to make that joke the entire podcast. But don't hold us to it. Yeah. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. And we're here to talk about horror movies again, this time with 2009's Indonesia's, yeah. I guess, Macabre would be what most people would probably know it as because that's the wide release name so exactly and we'll get into some of the other names it goes by and all I, that fun stuff i kind of don't like the name macabre for this movie but yeah i know what you mean it doesn't really fit but i mean in, in a way it kind of does but not really but yeah macabre 2009 indonesia before we get into the guts and bolts do you have anything for this week have you been doing anything been up no, to anything i got an xbox one finally but outside of that, it's about it. Just doing the huge, you know. How about yourself? What did I do this week? What did you do today? I, well, I'm going to get to that in a second. Because <laughs> that's almost going to come with an apology. But I threw up pictures on the grams. So if you oh, already yeah. follow us, nice. you might have seen it. But I did get in my Blu-ray from Arrow of Killer Clowns from Killer Outer Space. Oh, I have to show you that, by the way. Because you're going to fucking get down on it. Love it. Yeah, dude. That's going to be awesome. Like I said, this is going to kind of be an apology. It might end up being a little bit off my game today, because like just about an hour and a half ago, I got done with this little movie, tiny little flick, just came out, you might have heard of it, called Avengers Infinity War. (laughs) The hype is real. There's not much you can really say about this movie. The entire movie is like a spoiler, but like there's really not much you can say, but it lives up to the hype. Awesome. I don't want to get like too nerdy about it, especially because we're a fucking horror podcast. But, I mean, we are also like a movie podcast. We talk about movies. Oh, we certainly do. We can't help and it. And there's never been a fucking movie event like this. Oh, um, shit. It, wow. I mean, it's been building up for 10 years, and it pays off, and that's insane. And just the amount of heroes and the amount of people... And all these different storylines that have been building up have just all come together, and it all pretty much works. And it's also still really funny and a lot darker than you think it would be. Yeah, a lot of crazy shit happens. Yeah, I just went and saw it. It looks like it's probably going to be the highest grossing movie of all time. So most likely, you know, even if you listen to us because you like horror movies, you've probably already seen it because it's already making all of the money. So, <laughs> Well, eventually I'll probably be taking my money too. Sounds like a fun time. Oh, I'm probably going to be going again. I don't see why not. Fucking the, the special effects in it are top notch. Like the CG in that is insane. Awesome. There's not many parts where it looked bad. Like mostly it looked real. Which was <laughs> That makes up. a big difference, yeah. <laughs> awesome. But that just happened to me, and my brain's still a little bit like... I can understand. You're still floating. I'm still floating. It was a great experience at the theater, like, having some food and shit, too. It was great. So I'm going to try to get my mind back on Macabre, (laughs) but goddamn, that was like two and a half hours of, like I said, the culmination of 20 other movie storylines coming together. Well, that'll be neat, seeing it for the first time and seeing how all that stuff pays off and works. Yeah. Fucking insane. I highly recommend it. I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there that hasn't watched at least a couple of the Marvel movies at yeah, this I point. Think at this so point. it's best if you've watched all of them, but even if you haven't, like you probably pick up most of what's going on as long as you've seen at least like Civil War. Okay. Thor Ragnarok would really help. Maybe like Doctor Strange or something. But cool. 
Well, awesome, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's nice and refreshing to hear that it's really worth the hype, so. Fucking Brolin kills it as Thanos, too. Oh, my God. That was really cool. I wasn't sure how that was going to turn out, and it makes me even more excited to see him as Cable in Deadpool 2. He's a great actor, man. Oh, yeah, he's fucking never die, bro. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm going to try to switch my brain back over into horror mode. I think some of this weed is going to help me with that. Oh, yeah, definitely get us back the groove. Uh, and I think it's time to go into the guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Guts and Bolts, Macabre, episode 69. Mm. We did mention this is a film from Indonesia, and this is our first Indonesian film we've covered. So, Indonesia, I was absolutely expecting to know no one involved in this. I was wrong. I know one cast member. That's pretty cool. But I think you'll probably have written down who we have behind the scenes. I certainly do. So, I think what we should do like most episodes, is give our audience a brief synopsis. Ooh, synopsis. Ooh, I thought of one. Okay. Really easy. Indonesian Chainsaw Massacre. Perfect. I think that's perfect. (laughs) I've got the big reference written down, too, and I think that's a perfect synopsis. So, yeah. Something I learned, too, that was kind of interesting, and anybody can look this up on the movie database, but apparently this isn't the first slasher to come out of Indonesia, either. There was a... Friday the 13th inspired 1981 film called Shrigala. Mm. So for those who are interested, that is a slasher. Also, as a quick warning going into talking about all these people, I mean, do you know how to pronounce Indonesian I'm names? I'm going to try. I think I can probably bullshit a little bit, but I'm going to try my best. That's the thing, man. Like You're about to hear us fuck up some people's names for a bit. Yes. We're sorry. Here's something I thought that was interesting, Any of you too. get to listen to this? Yeah. We're sorry. I mean, we're going to fuck up your name. We're not experts. We're probably butchered a little bit. But what I was going to say, also kind of interesting about Indonesia is that there's like over 700 different languages spoken there. So we're so bound we're to fuck something up. we're definitely going to fuck something up. I'm sure out of Dude, those other I have one language to deal with, I fuck something <laughs> up. So yeah. Exactly. We're no linguists, but we'll try. Okay, so. <laughs> we are cunning. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> I think a good segue would be to talk about the directors. They go by a tag team (laughs) of the Mo Brothers. Yeah, yeah. 69 Mo Brothers. And these gentlemen individually are Kimo Stambul and Timo Jojanto. Now, these guys have worked on some projects together because they are known as the Mo Brothers. Some of those projects was a little short called Dara, which actually got turned into this film right yeah because of its success it wrote off the back of its success they went on to do some other projects things such as faces of fear of course the data a segment of that film they've done the films killers headshot and Kimo did a film called one good thing and his partner timo course i mentioned some of these other films i've done together but he was also responsible for the abcs of death the segment called l is for libido oh yeah which is kind of cool 
He was also responsible for directing VHS2, the Safe Haven segment, and The Night Comes for Us. Oh, shit. So maybe stuff that I would have actually known people are involved in in this fucking movie. I mean, movie. there are projects I've heard of. I might not necessarily have seen them, but I'm like, now I might be on the lookout for oh, it, considering. Cool. Yeah. So along with directing, they also wrote this film. A cinematographer, of course, like any other, but this particular gentleman is Ronnie Arnold. He helped them with the short film Dada. That's uh, Ronnie with an I. With an I. No, two ends. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Ronnie with an I. It's more like Macaroni. It's yeah. Roni. <laughs> Roni. Yeah, Roni Arnold. <laughs> Worked on Tucket Faces of Fear, Go 8, and Chocolate Strawberry, which I don't know if that's a euphemism. Oh, yeah, that's the first thing I thought of, too, actually. As soon as you said that, I was like, something sounds really dirty about that. I kind of like it. Considering it's our 69th episode, you can go with whichever direction you want to go with that. All right, our editor on this film is Herman Kumalapanza. He also was responsible for editing Dara the Short. You almost sounded like you knew what you were saying there. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. All right, he was also the editor on the film Blind Pig, Who Wants to Fly? Postcards from the Zoo? Sova and the film Interchange. Blind pig who wants to fly. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Is that like Indonesian babe? It might be, dude. <laughs> it might be. Does Jimmy Cromwell show up? That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> the music was done by two gentlemen, Yuti Arfani and Zeke Caselli. They did the music for such films as What They Don't Talk About When They Talk About Love... Kurang Manuk, which means birdcage in Indonesian. Oh, they did the birdcage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Indonesian birdcage. With the Indonesian Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. <laughs> they were also responsible for composing the music for Marlena the Murderer in four acts. We have several producers on this film, one of them being Dylan Tio, Greg Jew, Gary Go, the Moe Brothers, James Toe, and Freddie Yu. The special effects, I have one person... And one one person. There were several makeup artists and some visual right. effects. I was like, oh, I didn't really want to give CGI too much credit. I wanted to give the special makeups artist the credit here. And this person's Kumalasari Tanara. They did the special effects makeup on such films as The Raid Part 2, VHS 2, the Safe Haven segment, Java Heat, Killers, Headshot, and the film The Doll. The production companies for this film are Gorilla Pictures, Mira Production, Gorilla Visuals, Nation Pictures, and MediaCore Rain Tree Pictures. Distributors were Five Star and Overlook Entertainment. They were responsible for the 2009 worldwide release. Golden Value Pictures helped with the 2009 Singapore theatrical release, and the Collective Studios were responsible for 2013 USA All Media release dates. It got its premiere at a South Korean film festival named Paifan International Film Festival. This was as of July 2009. It got its Indonesian premiere on January 22nd, 2010. And here in the States, on the internet, you could have watched it November 1st as of 2013. It has only one tagline. Only that one. Only one. There can be only one. And this one is, everybody bleeds. Okay. It's not bad. Sure. Okay. It's not cool. bad. It's doable, and we'll go there in a little bit. All right. So, that was the people responsible behind the film. Man, I feel like this movie would have blown up a little bit more if people would have thought more about how to sell this fucking movie. Oh, I totally agree. 
I kind of don't think Macabre's a good name for it. And just give me a couple basic. more taglines. Like, that one's all right, but... Yeah, um, I could do with, like, two or three more taglines. And not like I'm sitting here coming up with something better. I understand that, but... I kind of like your synopsis. That could have been a tagline. <laughs> no shit, right? That yeah. could have been a fucking tagline for this movie. I'm like, boom, it went there. <laughs> all right, so, agree with you there. Macabre is just, like, a really basic title. Yeah. It doesn't really pop, you know what I mean, for an Indonesian... Macabre feels like a made for... TV horror movie title. I have an Italian film called Macabre, and it has a more fitting title, considering its theme. This, maybe not so much. Nah. nah. Okay, so, with that, let's talk about some of the people who were in front of the screen. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, so I only know one of them from something else. <laughs> let's hear it. Julia Stell, who okay. plays Ladia. She was in The Raid 2, Berendal. She certainly was, and I did see... Where apparently during the first one, the raid that is, she took like some stunt training so that she could get prepared for her role in the second one. Mm. I love the raid movies. If you're a fan of martial arts movies, I highly recommend them. It has some of the most insane fight choreography I have ever seen. It's an Indonesian film too, by the way. With a martial art that you normally don't see, I mean, obviously everyone's like, oh, kung fu movies and karate movies and this. I think this is the right way to say it. Penchak Salat, I believe, okay. is the Indonesian martial art that gets shown off in those movies. Would that be Sir <clears throat> Penchak Salat? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I might be wrong on how I'm even pronouncing that, but fucking great. So cool to see. Thraid 2, I didn't like the story as much, but they actually somehow managed to ramp up the fights from the yeah. first one, which... I honestly didn't think it was possible after watching the first one. So Awesome. Well, you definitely can check her out in that. And Julia Stell plays Ladia in this film. She was also in the films The Night Comes For Us, Headshot, and The Chantings 1, 2, and 3. So if you've seen now, those, I did read about those, and I kind of want to check They'll those out now. Yeah. yeah. Some other actresses that I have involved with this, our main, well, possibly one of our main actresses is Sharifa Danish. She plays Dara who is the mother in this film. Now, she also reprised her role from the short story. So she appears right. as it twice. All right. She was also in The Night Comes For Us, which, like I said, a lot of these actors and actresses have worked on previous projects mm -hmm. together. All right. The next person I have written down is Ario Bakyu. He plays Aji in this film. You might have seen him in the film Javi Heat, Sarangu Road, Suokarno, and the film Headshot. He was played opposite... By an actress who plays his wife in this film. This actress is Siggy Wimala. She plays Astrid. Which, something that's kind of interesting is she went on to marry one of the brothers. The oh. brothers, that is. Which I'll mention in probably our spoiler section. The only other thing that I have her written down for, she did two projects. She's like, give me Mo Dick. Yeah, Mo. <laughs> she was in a project called Tintang Dia and... A movie called Affair. That sounded like you were just being racist. Um, well, <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> that didn't sound like an actual name. That sounded like you were being racist. No, nah, some of these are shit. Indonesian films. It's like, I gotta, I gotta give them some kind of credits. <laughs> now, here's another person that you might not have recognized being in the project that you just mentioned earlier. But this actor is Arifin Putra. He plays Adam in the film. Now, he was also in The Raid Part 2, and if I'm oh, not mistaken, okay. I think he plays like the, one of the mobster's like sons, I think. Oh, what you I was know reading. what? He probably does. I, like I said, Raid 2, it's worth it for the fights, but the first one, oh my god, the first one's such a perfect fucking movie. I know, that one gets a lot of praise. 
Now, the other project that I have written down for Mr. Putra is he was in the television series called Half Worlds. So if you might have seen that, for whatever reason you were watching Indonesian television series, you've probably seen him in that. The next actor I have written down is Daniel Menanta. He plays Jimmy. Now, this person actually is an Indonesian VJ and DJ, and apparently he won some kind of like their version of like this talent show. And he's a well-known kind of pop culture guy. <laughs> now he gets a bunch of BJs. Yeah, he does. <laughs> probably some CJs. If you have to ask, you probably can't afford it. <laughs> All right. The next person I have written down is Dendi Sabungil. He plays Echo in this film. He was also in the short Dara, the film Tucket Faces of Fear. He was a part of the Dara segment as well. The next person I have written down is Imelda Tarin. She plays Maya. You might have seen her in the film The Professionals, The Chanting Part 3, and Belengu, which is an Indonesian horror film, too. I kind of written down. Look kind of interesting. The next person I have is Mike Lukak. He plays Alam. You might have seen him also in Takut Faces of Fear, the Dara segment. He was in Dara, the short, Scandal, Java Heat, and he was also in The Raid Part 2. Well, these motherfuckers just you. sneaking in there. The last person I have written down is Ruli Lubis. Ruli with an I. <laughs> he was also in the short Dara and in the film Takut, Faces of Fear in the Dara segment. So that rounds out the cast and crew. We gave you a synopsis. We have several warnings for this film. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Let me see. Warning. Lots of blood and gore and violence like rank this violence wise up there with yeah some of the nastiest we've done i would agree now keep in mind one of the production companies are gory law that should give you right. a little yeah, tip gory off law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so plenty of gore plenty of blood well i don't oh. know how much you want to give away either too because some of that spoiler let's i mean there's implied because i know that this grates on people so there's harm directed at mm. a pregnant, pregnant woman yeah, yeah and, if you're not comfortable with and that the child to an extent yeah i would agree with that too if you're not comfortable with along with like a lot of like dead baby imagery later oh, in a part God of the movie too damn, there so. it is <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna warn you if you're not comfortable with a lot of these kind of taboo subject matter if you're familiar with films like texas chainsaw massacre We've covered Inside. If you're comfortable yeah. with those kind of films, then you'll be right at home with this film. If not, you might want to shy away. But without giving too much spoilers away in this warning, if you make it into the squeal, we'll kind of give you some more heads-ups as we go along. But yeah, that kind of uh, rounds it out, man, unless there's anything else you want to add. No, I think that's I think that sounds about right. right. I think we should just get into how I made a squeal. Oh, I'm ready. So with that, number 69, Macabre. God, what's happening to me? God, where am I? Why am I hearing these things? Oh, God, what's going on? Jesus, come on. Oh, my God, what's what's going on? Where where am I? Oh, gee, why? Why? Come on, somebody, somebody. Ah, Come on, come on, come on. Come on, somebody. Sir. Somebody, somebody's there. Somebody's got to be there. I will shock you. Come on. Sir. Come on, Sir, you must listen to me. Sir, I only have one question. How does that make you squeal? 
How does it make you squeal? 69. Yeah, dude. So, this is another one of those films. Going into this episode, we just kind of picked at random, too, you know? I mean, we had something in mind. We wanted to go fucked up. I know you mentioned that. Right, we wanted to go fucked up. You know, and honestly, for a bit when I was watching this movie, I wasn't sure that it really delivered on kind of what we were looking for. I'd say in the end it did. Oh, it certainly did. Yeah, at the end especially. But we were both just sort of like looking through Shudder. Yeah, we wanted something that we could easily stream, something that was maybe a little, I won't say off-kilter, but something a little different than what we're kind of used to. Indonesian, that's highly rated. Yeah, it's like it got some really good feedback. And then we watched the fucking trailer, and the trailer just seemed insane in all the right ways. Yeah, I was like, wow, this, all right, let's fucking do it, dude. I was excited. I was, and I'm glad we did it. I ended up really, really liking this movie. That's the short of how it made me squeal, I suppose. I have a hard time thinking about this movie without just likening it to a shit ton of other movies. Well, here's something interesting about that concept, too, that they were using. And, of course, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Being a fan of horror films, you can't help but notice their influences. They said making this film, they wanted to bridge the gap between Asian horror and the Western slashers cinema. Awesome. They did it. This was great. I'm actually going to kind of jump ahead. The last few episodes, you've been kind of finding some way to make me rate different movies (laughs) towards the end. Yeah. And the thing I felt about this movie is that it seems to be comprised of so many other movies all kind of jammed together. We've Um, already alluded to one of the big ones. And it's maybe not as good as any of those by themselves, but being able to fuse all those together makes it stand above most other horror movies i would agree they use the elements in the right way without kind of overdoing them and it has a nice little payoff it's a neat way of blending all their influences together i guess right off the bat like the things i caught from this movie were texas chainsaw massacre can't help but notice that yeah what else there was feelings of green room yeah for sure God, I'm trying to think what else I caught in there. What the crazy son, not the butcher son, who right. was obviously kind of like Leatherface. Yeah. I always think they're playing off the brother aspect of it. Mm-hmm. One's a lot more sinister. One's just kind of the yeah the one, butcher. The one that would be fucking Chop Top kind of reminded me of like either like a Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. Kind of just like this unstoppable. A force. Hints of inside. For sure, you can't help but notice that too. Big time hints of inside from Dara herself through the whole pregnancy <laughs> subplot, and I think there's a little bit of like Evil Dead, just a little bit in there, as far as an influence. Maybe not some of the scenes they deliver. I think there's a little bit of maybe Dead Alive too, but I think some of the more obvious ones too, the way that they play them out, aren't direct copies. It's just. They're playing with that subject. A little bit of either like martyrs or oh, yeah. hostile with the fact that there's an organization, like a cult yep. that's kind of behind it all, and they're doing it for various reasons. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. I thought that was really neat, too. There's a certain scene in particular where it's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> God, if, I guess if anything else jumps back into my imagination i'll point that out too but those were the main things like when i was going through it i was like oh this is kind of this like oh this is kind of that like it is and i think that's kind of neat too like these gentlemen have an eye for the genre and 
knowing that they probably like a lot of those films and you know they want to incorporate into this film and how do they pull that kind of stuff off i thought it was kind of good for them using actors and actresses probably in their mid to late 20s so at that point they're probably recognizable for probably the asian market more so than the western market but they're still really handsome and really pretty Mm -hmm. like you know you can't help but notice that too so it has a really good strong cast in terms of that so oh man I'm trying to think of how to phrase this because I don't want it to be taken the wrong way. But I think it kind of goes to kind of what you just said. Like, I wouldn't have guessed a couple of the cast members were Asian. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, Echo? Yeah. Could have been a fucking cholo. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Well, Ladia, too. Julia Stell. I mean, her name. Yeah. Alone. Now, I know she has some French heritage. There's another actor, too, the guy who plays Adam. I think his last name is Putra. Now, he's of German descent. He has a German father, and his mother's Indonesian. So some of these people do have, you know, Mixed ancestry. Which is not uncommon, either, when you look at the history of Indonesia, too. No, it's just... It was was a British colony for a while. Right, it was just a little bit weird, where I was like, a few of them looked kind of Latino. Yeah. And I was like... There is that I'm, going on. I'm down with this. Okay, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> it's like, we have to look for a Filipino one soon. Then. <laughs> but there is. I mean, it's pretty noticeable. I mean, they're not like, gosh, I know you're saying without sounding like a bunch of racists over here, but they're not what you would imagine of. And when you're going to an Indonesian movie. Or, you know, it's just an, an Asian cinema for that matter, too. Mm-hmm. You, won't, you would expect something a little bit more ethnocentric, I suppose. Uh, yeah, something. Like I said, it was weird because it was just like, oh shit! Like, like I said, that maybe that's kind there's of like little Joker over too. there on the corner. <laughs> oh no, that's just Echo, <laughs> Joker. That's a little Echo, bro. <laughs> that's funny. I kind of like how the film opens up too. It reminded me a little bit of Martyrs with the old footage. You get mm. the family, the oh, kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to see the mother. Flash forward. What I like too, and I was mentioning this to you is. I'm curious, whenever we're doing these films, like, I don't know a whole lot about Indonesia, so my geek mode turns on, and I was like, mm-hmm. let me find out some stuff. But anyhow, the name of the town that they first ran in, in the bar scene is in Bandung, and it's in a, it's a western province in Java, which I thought was kind mm-hmm. of neat. So, yeah, that's where the film takes place. They're on their way to Jakarta. That's kind of the theme. It's like, that's like a three-hour drive. <laughs> but Jakarta apparently has, like, one of the largest, densest populations in the world. Oh. Yeah, like, Indonesia as a whole has, like, I want to say, like, almost 300 million people. So they have the fourth largest population of the world. <sighs> yeah, I had no idea. I was like, what? So this is something, that I'm going to nerd out for a minute. It has over 13,000 islands. Over 7,000 of them are habitable. I mentioned it has over 700 languages. Jesus. <laughs> I think it's predominantly a Muslim country because okay. of years of conquest and mm-hmm. rule and things like that. But they're secular in terms of their society. Like, oh, okay. you know, yeah, people yeah, yeah. are open to practice whatever religion. And uh, it has a really, like I said, a neat cultural mix of people from all these different islands and people of European background, Muslim background. It's just it's a diverse culture. And if... Those who like to travel, I was looking up too. The U.S. dollar has some pretty heavy weight over there. So if you want to travel and have a good time, get some good coffee, <laughs> beaches. I can apparently watch some good fucking movies. Yeah, cause... really good cinema. I mean, it has lots of volcanoes. Uh, like I, I can't stress enough how much I did end up really enjoying. Yeah, this movie. I mean, it's, it's really oh, neat. that was the other thing. 
It reminded me of Texas Chainsaw, but it also reminded me of Texas Chainsaw 2. I wrote that down. I said it reminded me of the first two because of some of the chainsaw work. And there's a little bit of humor in this. There is some. Oh, man. Well, part one of the things where I immediately was like Texas Chainsaw 2, and this is jumping towards a point way later in the movie, Mm -hmm. but you get like two seconds of a chainsaw versus katana duel. You do. And then she drops and I'm like, fuck. But I'm like, that's like the chainsaw duel just for like the Tarantino generation. Oh, yeah. And it's also taking place around a dinner table and shit like that, too. Mm-hmm. So some of those influences are rubbing off. Oh, God, there was so much inside to this, I felt. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. what just, really jumped Just out. when you mentioned the dinner table, I started thinking about yeah. the house and just the way that they're confined in there. The stairs and stuff, the too. The stairs, the layout of the house, the way it just gets covered in blood by the end of it. The throwing of the power going off and mm-hmm. the mayhem that occurs because of it, with involving cops. But they make a really good fight out, which is why I started thinking Green Room. Yeah. I mean, it's super gory. It's a lot of slashing going on. Um, I know that we're speaking in kind of general terms, but yeah. like that's not necessarily on purpose. It's like this movie does a lot of things well mm-hmm. that other movies also did well. Yeah, exactly. In and of their own selves. What I wanted them to maybe play out a little bit more, I know the, you know the, they're kind of stretched for time constraints and continuity and things like that, but it would have been kind of neat to know a little bit more about that group that came over and purchased the meats. So, okay, okay, so that was going to be my main gripe, and that kind of, we get little hints of a lot of things in this movie, but it's only like an hour and a half flick. Yeah, exactly. Give me a two-hour version. You know, that's only 30 more minutes, but give me a little bit more of of the rules of their immortality, because there's some times where they seem absolutely superhuman, Yeah. and there's other times where then suddenly they take a wound, and it's like, oh... Just kind They're of suddenly back to kind of being normal. Yeah. I mean, they've all been alive a long time, but they don't really go into that or much of the society. Yeah. And the fact that there is a society other than just it, it creates another little tension point in the story. And Yeah, which, you know, here's something, too, that maybe that we'll get some resolve is I've heard and I've read a little bit, too, that there is supposed to be a sequel to this. And I don't know if they're oh, in works on it or if they plan on doing it. Me spoiler because we're in the spoiler section now but i mean the ending itself kind of alludes to the fact that there's a possibility okay so given that we've both watched a ton of horror movies especially now that we've been doing this for the past at least 69 right yeah if not more did you call that she was like that it was going to twitch at the end because like, oh yeah i, I, mean, I didn't I, I didn't even it, really like i looked away like it's i started a making a shot peanut, yeah yeah i started like, fucking making a peanut butter sandwich I was you like, knew i like yeah and that's okay. I mean, that's that's quite all right because of the questions that we do get left with, perhaps with the group, you know, how they play out the immortality rules, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be kind of interesting. Maybe they'll allude a little bit more to that. Who knows? For some reason, the fucking man, we're jumping all around this movie. It's kind of the police squad showing up in the third act. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it just reminded me of fucking Baskin. Yeah, it is kind of Baskin-ish because they step right into a world of hell that's going on. With not really well-established rules, as no. we were pointing out. Like the, And these guys are kind of fucked up, but... Yeah, and I'll, what I thought was kind of neat, how they pulled that off, too. Because in any other scenario, you'd be like, how the fuck did these cops just show up at random? Now, there was a cutaway scene. I think it was Cholo Echo. 
you know, he makes it out of the woods. He makes it out into the street. It appears like there's some headlights coming at him, and then it cut away. And I'm like, oh, he got hit. Maybe by that group who was buying the meat. Shit, I just died. Feels like the first. <laughs> right? So what I was mentioning was that it appears that that was Echo's doom. Whether it was like that group about the meats, maybe they fucking ran him over, whatever. But no, the cops actually picked him up and brought him back. <laughs> and I'm thinking they find this random guy. They give him a bogus story. Both of the ladies, Dara mm-hmm. and Maya, gave him like he was looking for a dog. He rents a room here. Oh, here he is. They drop him back off. One of the cops luckily finds those photos. He starts that reel, you know, in the projector, and then there's all this revelations that's coming. I thought it was kind of neat that they did go back in time, like 1917, 1889. So they're playing a lot with the time there. So mm-hmm. I'll let you know that family's been around for quite a while. I wanted them to maybe give a little bit more information about the heirloom, too. Oh, and yeah, not just the heirloom, but the fact that they've been around a while, that also reminded me of the, uh, more of what they wanted with the fucking baby. Mm. Whether it was going to yeah. be Ooh. the next member of the family. That's kind of basking too. Or huh? what? Uh. Did they need it to for some special ritual to keep them that young beyond just mm. the normal eating of flesh or... That is kind of like witchcraft, too. A little it, bit of the witch where they're using a baby to There's a bunch of those and, fucking babies that it looked like they yeah. tried to preserve. <laughs> there were a lot of baby skulls on the ground. That's kind of what we were leading to. If, like, if you're like, you're not Well, not just baby that. skulls on the ground, but when the scenes where they're throwing the glass jars, oh, I yeah. think those are all preserved babies. I would babies. imagine they would be, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would allude to that. <laughs> Which is kind of fucked up, because that's what caught old boy on fire. The embalming fluid. That's right. So that's some baby embalming fluid. <laughs> Which he fucking lived through, of course. Yeah, naturally. That dude was kind of badass. Something that, of course, is unrealistic. But oh, it, he it also looked... reminded me of fucking Get Out. Yeah. Fucking oh, yeah, yeah. homeboy just sprinting all over the place. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that dude is all over the fucking place. <laughs> what I was going to say is that that dude has some unusual strength, too. Like, he snaps dude's arm, snaps dude's fucking leg mm-hmm. <laughs> on the stairwell. And uh, he even, ninjas around a bit. Yeah, he does ninja around a little bit. He jumps on the stairs. He even lifts old dude up and throws him on the, that little altar piece. Oh, right. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker here. But it did take a little bit to get him out, too, man. They eventually had to chop the fucking dude's head off, which I thought was great. Yeah, that was I cool. loved it. I thought that was fucking like, dope. Yes, blood and gore. And yeah, it was, blood and gore. once shit started happening in this movie, it really started happening. And it's not like it was necessarily slow-paced. Mm-hmm. The other reason it reminded me of Martyrs is i remember i mean we've talked about martyrs a couple times now but there's a part about 40 minutes into that movie where you're like how are we only halfway through this movie because this absolutely seems like it should be the end yeah like this should have been done said like yeah what's going to happen next this movie i stopped twice i can't remember the exact moments but i had to stop twice and be like how much is left of this movie i've done that several times yeah with this film i was like it's only an hour and a half movie, and I was stopping at like... 35 minutes in, 45 mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, right around that area. And I was like, how is there still an hour left? Like, aren't we... They did a good aren't job we with the pacing. I think they did a good job with the confines of the space that you were using. Like, they used primarily the house in that little wooded area. Mm-hmm. And I think they made the most of that situation, considering, like I said, those were the main 
pretty much plots right there in the, in the film. But that was a good job, you know, if you're asking me. Another movie. To make it stretch an hour and a half. We already talked about the police crew, and that makes it so this movie's another one of those ones where you end up with a surprising amount of deaths compared God. to what you would have thought from the get-go. Yeah. And this already kind of, like, too. the party that, like, the hero group that we're all supposed to, like, follow in love and shit. Exactly. Like, it's already a little bit, like, it was six people, right? Most of these other yeah, movies tend to go with five people because it seems to be a little bit of a magic number when it comes to picking these off. Good point, yeah. And I was like, man, that's kind of a lot of people. Plus, there was, like, a lot of the family, like, four members, four of, the members family. of the family. Four members of the family, that party. Like, so there's, like, ten six. people. There's at least four or five cops, right? She's pregnant. Yeah, so there's the baby. There's a lot of people, considering it doesn't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. But that's a good way of looking at it, too. How to write down some of these names and look at them, because, like, there's a lot of motherfuckers in this film. <laughs> but, with that being said, there is somebody I do want to mention really quick. Okay. Give it to me. There's a famous Indonesian film director who makes a cameo in the very beginning of the film. He's one of the guys at the bar who's hitting on Ladya. Oh. And, of course, what's the guy's name? Like, Alam. A lot of these people have A names. In oh, this. yeah. He's the one that has the haunts for Ladya. but Flicks never... the cigarette at dude. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not him. He's one of the guys. He's got the glasses on. Oh. The guy with the glasses. His name is Joko Anwar. And I mentioned the guy who played Adam, the guy with the super strength. Mm-hmm. Putra. The reason why you might have watched that series, Half Worlds, because this guy directed the series, Half Worlds. He's also done some pretty cool films, one called The Ritual, The Forbidden Door. The one I'm kind of curious about, it's a film called Satan Slaves. Ooh. Yeah, from 2017. Minute, 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 minute. Yeah. So I was like, huh, that's kind of neat. So I looked at some of his film work, and, and in Indonesia, he's very popular. So I wanted to make a mention. He didn't make a cameo. But Mentioning that, like the large cast, I like how they were all incorporated too in the film. Like they kind of splintered off. They all had kind of like their own little stories going. You know, Aji and Astrid, the married couple, mm-hmm. the pregnant couple. They had their little thing going. He wanted to go to Australia. She's about to give birth. I like how <laughs> they gave her that tea to help. Kind of, I think that was kind of a way to get her to go into. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was to induce childbirth, absolutely. And I was like, man, it was kind of neat that you actually get to see her water break, and she's given birth, and she's... The miracle of of life. She's given her this fucked up, the person who's given the fucked up ultimatum and kind of what's going to happen, Dara. She's telling it from outside the door because she locks herself in, Astrid does. Her husband, Aji's tied up the whole time, so he's hearing it from, (laughs) from Dara and from his wife. That's kind of a fucked up way to learn that your child's born. No shit. But she's telling her something like, this is the start of something more, a lot more painful than what you're going through right now. So there's kind of allusions to like, this baby could be like this anti-Christ kind of figure. I thought that same thing. I was like, are like, is this, is this like baby a devil baby? turn out? Yeah. I was, I was kind of hoping the baby when it was birthed that it was going to have some kind of deformity. Yeah, I was like, are they going to, like, work the Jabberwocky into this? <laughs> yeah. But the fucking Jersey Devil? like Yeah, that would have been awesome. Like, are they going to fucking... Is this, like, the Mrs. Leeds baby? I <laughs> uh, know, dude. Rosemary's baby something. But it didn't. It didn't go that route. It just kind of alluded to something a lot more dark was going to happen because of this birth of this baby. It never really gets carried out. Because, you know, the family themselves, like Ladja and I think it was Echo and a couple others, Aji himself, 
they help kind of fight off the family. I mean, a lot of dudes get whacked, too, in this film. A lot of good ways. Alam, he's the first one who gets it on that table from Arman, the, yeah, the heavier Armand. kid. Yeah, and I liked it because... He was basically Leatherface. He's Leatherface. Let's go ahead and say that. Yeah, by the way, the also... chainsaw, that was good. I was like, are they going to cut away? No, they actually he chopped his head off. having a thing for the final girl, yeah. and that's how she ultimately gets away. That is a little part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Chainsaw part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. He gets and that happens later on in the movie, which is where it kind of goes a little bit more part two. So Because yeah. part one, he was pretty willing to kill her. She was just... She just had time because of those other fucks to, yeah. to get herself out of it. But. Exactly. So, that, I mean, they did a really good job. Like I said, incorporating all these characters, giving them all something mm-hmm. that you could either, you know, latch on to if you want them to survive. Or maybe you want to latch on to some of these killers. And there's something to latch on to with each one of them. So, okay. I'm trying to remember who it was. How many people ended up getting seduced by Maya? <laughs> oh yeah that's a good point because well, one Echo of them definitely. was rather rapey yeah that was cholo Echo. that's what i thought that was echo okay yeah, i didn't yeah. want to immediately go there but what was i happening? thought it was echo she, after and that yeah. she went like fucking stiff as a board and i was like that was kind of oh out. hold on homeboy like yeah i'm not sure if she's into this <laughs> Well, to his credit, not that I'm saying what he did was right, but to give him a little bit of credit, she was alluding to the fact that she was into him. She does the neck thing, and then she's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I thought I was like, damn, he did that right in front of her mom. <laughs> Maybe you want to join her. <laughs> but yeah, she did. She went total like mannequin on him. Yeah, I was like, uh, dude. Did feel rapey. Yeah, I'm like, uh, it's a good thing that. Am I supposed to want you in. to keep alive? Yeah, that never get played out, but it could have gone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of that, but it was kind of neat. Like they didn't really go there. They kind of wanted to. They were alluding to it. They were toying with it. No, no puns, but yeah, it was done tastefully. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and then later on, Armand really is trying to rape. Yeah, uh, he's putting the the knife, trying to get her. Mm-hmm. But, panties up. And no, he gets stabbed in the yeah, eye. He yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Fuck, there's a lot of really yeah, cool deaths. Tongue in bit this. off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh yeah. One of the cops off. gets like sliced up. Oh man. That Dude, was pretty good. The fucking heel and the eyeball. Yeah, that was good. So yeah, what I liked about the Armand scene where he's chopping up alum is the fact that instead of you hearing every one of those people like shouting and the chainsaw like going off and just that would have been a lot of noise. The cue the music instead. Apparently, one of the actors, and the guy who played Jimmy, he said when they played it at that film festival in South Korea, he said the audience actually laughed. They thought it was funny, that scene, because they played the music. Oh, right. But I liked it because I thought it was kind of tasteful. It's like, there are several times where they, you know, you could have heard all that stuff, and I'm fine with it. Don't get me wrong. I've right. seen a lot fucking worse. But I, was like, I, I thought it was kind of neat that they went with the music route instead. The music, actually, I, I liked it a lot in the film. It wasn't great. It wasn't anything like outstanding, but I think it came across just the way it should have been. Right. I mean, so I had a feeling almost everybody was going to die. And That's by the way, almost like, everybody yeah. dies. But I was very surprised at how long they last. They're fighters, man. You got to <clears> give them credit. All of them. I mean, bad guys, good guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I keep mentioning it, but it really, I mean, it goes back to Green Room a lot where they actually ended up 
putting up a really good all the way to the stand end. from the couple little rooms that they get little fucking barricaded into and shit. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. They <clears> made <throat> the most of their situation and the circumstances. There were several times where people kept going back to the house, Ladia in particular, because it's like, no, I, you know, it's not done. So yeah, it was fun, and everybody contributed it in their own way. Which was kind of unique too. Usually, you'll have somebody or groups of people where some people are just useless, like they're just there for the kill. But I felt like everybody contributed in one way or another. Even yeah, if they, they were got all trying to get the fuck out of there. But I mean, they all put up a fight, so I'm getting mm-hmm. at, I suppose. Yeah, you know, which is unique to the story as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think overall, it was just a fun film. Lots of gore. It was a lot more than I was anticipating, especially going into the home. I was like, yeah, it's getting kind of feels a little hokey. Until everybody starts passing out. Dara was absolutely creepy. That was a wonderful performance. At least once you've seen it all. Yeah. I thought for the first little bit, like, Some of it's it was kind of weird. Yeah. I thought it was very weird at first, but as she was able to keep it up and... I was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It ended up just adding so much. Yeah, it just made her feel like very mm. detached very, in a way, too. I, what was the character in Inside? La Femme? Yeah. Very La Femme, very, God, kind of reminded me weirdly of some of the weird characterization that we got in, like, uh, Imprint. Yeah, good point, yeah. I wonder if that's an influence, too. That might yeah. be, who knows. But yeah, her character and the way she pulls it off, and knowing the fact that she's still young, too. I mean, they even ask her that, like, how old are you? you know? Right. Yeah, she does a great job, man. I mean, you would almost think that was her. Like, that was actually her. So you kind of get lost in her performance. Oh, the other thing that was very Texas Chainsaw 2 that jumped out at me was how much everyone enjoyed the meat. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, every, yeah, fucking, oh, that reminded me so much. I was like, oh, they fucking won the chili competition. Oh, yeah. Did we mention that this is a cannibal family? (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, we, maybe we should have put, pointed that out in the fucking warning. Uh, They're cannibals. I didn't want to give it away right there. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a cannibalistic family, and that's part of what keeps them alive. I mean, in terms of their youth. At least from what we know. Yeah, I mean, if not, they'd be over 100-something years old. And apparently gives them kind of superpowers most of the time. Maybe that's part of it, too. Like, maybe they needed that baby to keep it up. Yeah. Which is almost vampiric in a way, too, depending on how they play with the blood and stuff. Who knows? But yeah, I did like that, because it kind of lets you know that there's some different directions they could have gone in and can go into. And if they do do a sequel, I'm kinda, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Especially if it's the same guys who do it. And, man, I think it's kind of a testament to how good this movie is that although we keep coming up with these questions like, what is exactly the lore on this? It's questions, but they're not enough to detract from how much we actually enjoyed this movie. No, that's just us being analytical and... You know. Kind of wanting to know, but none of these things break the movie. Yeah. No. I think even up to the end, even the ending itself is like, you know, you kind of see it coming. By that point, yeah, because she, like, she wasn't even getting affected by the fucking choking earlier and shit. Like, of course, getting slammed, like, doored into the fucking tree isn't going to be the end end. <laughs> no, I was thinking that too. I was like, mm, she's not dead. Yeah. yeah. And Homeboy almost, he goddamn near looked like fucking Toxie after the fucking... <laughs> He did. Burn job he got. <laughs> he did. But that's kind of like a little bit of La Femme. Yeah. That, absolutely. That's a little La Femme. So. Yeah, but I didn't see him going out the way he went out, which, like I said, I like that a lot. He had to get fucking his head chopped off to stop his shit. Oh, yeah. That was pretty fucking Yeah, nice. he was a force, man. 
But yeah, overall, I'm trying to think of any other deaths that I liked in there. Oh, well, one thing I did like too that they did, and this is just me, this is just like just a little nuance, was after Armand butchered Alam and was disposing of his body parts and all that shit, and he was hosing off the room, the kill room. Oh, yep. It ran back into his friends, and I was like, yeah, that's kinda, <laughs> I like that. That's kind of fucked up. Oh, man. I kind of liked just the fucking kill room. Yeah, that was kind of neat. It was simple, but. Man, it was brutal. He even dropped it. Their something, something in it reminded me. I mean, I kind of brought up hostile because of the organization aspect, but some of the just the stark ways that they presented the violence in this, it kind of reminded me of like it didn't fetishize it the way that like the hostile movies do. Right. But yeah. like the camera reminded me more of like hostile or saw rather than like inside. Yeah, or yeah. martyrs or something. They did it did use... feel a little bit more out and not like focusing on the pain, but more focusing on the injury. Of... Yeah, and I like that. I was going to say some of the shots that they were using too, <clears throat> you know, whether it was like what the chainsaws, you know, from certain angles. You're right. They didn't do it to the effect where it became gore porn or, you know, something of that nature. But they porn. did try to blend the two but rather they do. than only focus they, on like the human aspect or exactly they do it to the point where you can still feel detached from like mm-hmm. you don't want to necessarily see it some maybe do but yeah no they leave you with just enough on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. yeah God, i don't know it's a really simple movie for the most part like yeah. if you've seen it was a chance on massacre you've seen this movie yeah if you've seen inside you've seen basically principles of this movie we mentioned martyrs. There's principles oh, of martyrs in this yeah, film. Though less so than those other two. Right. It just plays on a little bit of aspect of it. It plays a little bit of Baskin we had mentioned. It just plays on a lot of really cool films. Like, it's absolutely a slasher. It's, There's it's a, a final blend. girl that you can call from the Most get-go. Most certainly, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, given to is like... Up to a point, it's like, all right, take my baby, raise him. There's like, the horny oh. friend. There's the responsible friend. Exactly. There's the couple that goes off by themselves. There's precisely. They're still just on for that slightly, aspect. yeah, just for slightly different reasons. They don't go by off for, by themselves to fuck. No, they go off by themselves because they fucked and they're dealing. Yeah, with they, them. it's post coital. No, yeah, this was nine months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I just think it's knowing the fact, like I said, that we found it on Shutter, knowing that it's Indonesian knowing that it was going to be perhaps a slash or perhaps gory. You know, who knows? Man, I was thoroughly surprised. I would highly recommend it for somebody who does have Shudder or for people who are interested in maybe a little bit different style of Asian that's not just like ghost stories and shit. And I might try to remember to link to the fucking trailer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have a, a Red Band trailer, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. on like YouTube or something, because... I think the trailer... Oh, dude, it sold on. us. Yeah, the trailer was fucking great. Yeah, um, I was kind of smiling a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. Definitely sells the movie extremely well. Yeah. If this hasn't for you, then maybe check that out. Because I think people should watch this movie. Like, exactly. I think it's a really good fucking horror movie. It is. For an hour and a half, it's a good film. It, like I said, it goes pretty quick. Once you get about halfway into it, it's like it's already ratcheted up at that point. And like you were saying, it's like, what are they going to do next? Yeah, and like the, they pull we it should off. be at the end game, right? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. There's still more. There's still <laughs> but wait, more. There's more. Yeah. There's still more. Yeah. So I would like to say highly recommend it. It was God. a fun film. Chainsaw for katanas, those. Yeah, I was gonna say eyes. Fucking. Yeah. It might not live up to fourth pregnancy. 
might not live up to some people's expectations because I know we're kind of pumping it up some. If you're more of a gorehound, you'll be comfortable with it, but it might not be necessarily what you're looking for either. Like you'll right, be right at right. home with the films we mentioned. Uh, I was gonna, I mean, but it doesn't do anything outside of that. I kind of hinted that earlier. Like if you're like a big time gorehound, yeah. this isn't quite going to deliver. No, it but doesn't I, focus I, on I, it. I mean, I didn't enjoy that it that much. <laughs> exactly. But it's kind of riding the line. Like, it's still it's more right gore than most other stuff. Totally so. agree with that. Yeah, so we do want to kind of let you know, like, for those who do want a little something more, this is definitely in the this right direction. This is a good way to ratchet it up without going to the extreme extremes. This also could be a good launching point for people who are not familiar with, like, maybe Inside and some of the other ones that we mentioned. It could be a good launching oh, yeah. pad yeah. for those films, too. If you watch this first, then That's go what check I'm those at. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So that could be another way to direct you in another direction. For the 20th time, Green Room. Green Room, yeah. Fantastic movie. We it's mentioned fucking... Inside several times. Yeah. Check that out. Check Texas our episode Ch- out. If you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> One or two. <laughs> go check those out. Yeah. But I'm Make really an evening man. of all of those. Hell yeah, man. Start a marathon. Yeah. Put this That'd one right in the mix. fucking great marathon. That, you know, that's not a bad... Wouldn't be a bad way to get some slashers That might in. be next Halloween for me. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Remember, we said uh, for those who are curious and those who do have it, it is streamable on Shutter. Right. Uh, sponsor us. I'd love it. I mean, I'd support them regardless, but yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Sponsor us. We would yeah. definitely pimp you out. 69. Hey, at Shutter. <laughs> yeah. At Shutter. <laughs> 69. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I mean, there's anything else you want to add? No. Go watch Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go watch Infinity War and then come uh, back and watch, go watch Shutter. <laughs> yeah. Go watch Macabre. Yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, we should mention, too, like, its Indonesian title <laughs> is not Macabre. Oh, it's Dara's Room. Rumadara. Yeah, Rumadara. Yeah. And that's what it means. And it's like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, I like I'd like that more. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that is available on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's oh. captioned or not, but it'd still be kind of interesting to watch because I've heard there is a little subtle difference in her character, being the fact that she doesn't have a family in the short and she is more of a seductress to men. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she owns a restaurant, so there's a little bit of that. But that's She's what just like Sweeney this. Todd, though. Yeah, a little Demon bit. Demon Barber of Jakarta. Delicatessen, stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Still playing on the cannibal aspect, but yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I think it was cool, man. It was a good way to for me to get introduced to Indonesian horror. For sure. Like I said, the, there was that one. Have the chanting. Yeah, the chanting. Those seem pretty interesting. I might have to check that out. I'm going to have to check that out. Let me see. Do we have a next week picked? No, I was going to mention that. I think it's going to be another surprise. Fuck. All right. Well, we're going to I'm do something. I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too, but we, we got to do something. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to do something. So in order to go on to next week with us, as always, please hit subscribe on however you're listening to us. If you don't like how you're listening to us, go to our website. We have the links there up at the top, or you can stream us down at the bottom. That's www.friedsworms.com. You can always hit us up on our Facebook, Fried Squirms, the Instagram at Fried Squirms Podcast. You like pictures. You can tweet us. Yeah, the the tweet thingy. Twitter twit. The Twitter twit, 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 twit. That's at Fried Squirms. And you can always email us, squirmcast at At gmail.com. Yeah, so we do mention if you like what we're doing, you can also suggest or recommend films. If you want to collab with us, we're always up for that too, so... Don't and be afraid to drop us a line. We would love 
for you to actually like leave ratings like i'll love you a long time if you do that would be awesome it just helps it, yeah let us know how we're doing regardless it just helps shit is that it yep fried squirms out, out?